And that's where nature played such a big part for me because I just, I would spend time in nature to fill myself up. Hello everybody, Sarah here from wildandcreative.com and thank you for joining me again on another awesome podcast episode. I am totally excited about what I have been working on behind the scenes and that is the Wild and Creative Soul Circle membership. So this membership is something that's been in the works for, you know, a little while now. Well, basically people have asking me to do it for about six years, but I hadn't got it done until now. And uh, it's a powerful membership for soulful individuals that really desire to expand their intuition, creativity, magic, and their ability to manifest their big dreams. So I am super excited for this to really start rolling out and the doors opened a couple days ago. Um, There's already a number of amazing, beautiful, creative women that have already joined me in this membership. So a big thank you to everybody who is already in there and uh, taking part in all of the action. And this membership isn't just, you know, like a Facebook group. This is like a full-fledged, beautiful membership site. First off, I want to say to you, you know, this experience really is for you if you are a passionate woman who feels a fire within her soul to make a mark in the world, knows that she has a connection to the universe and feels a pull to understand it even more, uh, is ready to expand her creativity both physically and mentally and design the life she loves. I really hope that you are going to be able to join us and I would love to gift you actually one week free of this membership. So all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash soul circle membership and you actually get one week free absolutely no obligation and this is a perfect time for you to come into the membership check it out see how it's all laid out see if you get the get a good vibe from it you know see how you enjoy the vibe um come check us out in the facebook group as well see the action in there it really is a a one week free absolutely no obligation chance for you to come and be a part of our community see if you like it and uh, go from there so i really do want to make sure that everybody feels super comfortable in this membership site because it is all about growth and transformation so once again the address is bit.ly slash soul circle membership i am so excited to uh to see you in there and uh please hold on tight for this amazing podcast episode with rebecca campbell I have with me today Rebecca Campbell, and Rebecca is an author, creative, artist, celebrated spiritual teacher, and just recently the creator of a beautiful deck of oracle cards called Work Your Light, also illustrated by Danielle Knoll. And I want to thank you so much for being here, Rebecca, because I know you're a very busy person, but we are so excited for you to help us work our light as well. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you, Sarah, and your community. And yeah, I just, I think your work is absolutely beautiful. I'm, I love your backdrop behind you, particularly your beautiful artwork. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have a ton of questions that I want to ask you. Some are going to be like, ah, <laughs> but we'll <laughs> see where this goes. So my first one is, in your books, Light is the New Black and Rise is to Rise, there's a huge undertone for women shedding the weight of society that has been put on them and feeling free in becoming their best selves. So I'd love to know, what would you say is your fire within you that started this mission or message? Mm, whoa, good question. Um, I would say that, you know, from a young age, I felt the call to do something and I didn't know what that something was but I really felt that connection to soul to spirit 
to some form of devotion, some form of service. And the whole thing really stressed me out, to be honest. I tried to figure it out for so many years, decades. And then finally, I decided to just write to the younger version of me, write to myself and allow the wisdom that I believe that we can all tap into to write to me. (laughs) And so I'd say that's really where it came from because it was the medicine that I most needed most. I'm a really big believer that, you know, people really do need to go through like a bunch of different stuff, especially in our 20s, right? Like, I feel like that was a really hardcore decade for me. I don't know about you personally, but I always share a story about kind of wandering around bookstores, kind of like smelling the books, like hoping to just find the answers there and that kind of thing. What was your kind of go to for when you needed to feel on track? Mm. So I ended up going into advertising as a creative director for my career. So I knew I wanted to do something in business, but I was also like passionate like you um, about spirituality and soul growth, but had a bit of a double life. And so what I, when I was a teenager, I was in those bookstores and saving up my pocket money, getting the crystals and all of that kind of stuff. But I couldn't quite see, there was like, I couldn't see at that age, like the mold or the, the kind of like archetype for me to step into. There was like the, the healer and the hands-on healer and the Reiki master and all of that, but not really, there wasn't really the kind of the business part of it that, that there is for us now where as creatives and soul-led creatives, I guess, we are able to, and with the media that we've got at the moment with social media and, and websites and all of that, we're able to really like create a new box for ourselves, right? And so when I was in in my box-shaped world in my career in advertising as a creative director, I would spend my Sunday evenings as almost like in recovery mode, getting ready to gather up the energy to do it again the next week. And I would spend, it would probably start like at about 6 p.m. on a Sunday and I'm like, okay, I've got to get centered, I've got to get centered. And I just do lots of things from like goal setting to a lot of journaling. And I see now that was really just me writing and letting my soul voice come through. But that was the part of my week that nourished me the most. Interesting. So that was like your little, your, yeah, your, that was your go-to, right? Just something yeah. that you probably really looked forward to like throughout the week, right? And you knew that that was kind of like your solace. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you felt that you fully embraced your creativity as a spiritual leader now, or maybe even through the whole process? Mm. Well, I think the thing about being a creative is that there's always new ways to express your soul right? So with the card deck that has just come out, I just like loved that process because, you know, as well as the words, it was about like setting the creative direction. So it's, you know, it was actually the process of doing the mood boards and and working with Danielle Noel with the visuals that it like really, it, it felt like there was something really satisfying in being able to visualize my inner world, you know, so not just words. Cause I think anyone who's a, who's a creative, yeah, they may have a craft. Like I, 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 I worked as a copywriter for many years and an art director. And so I worked on that, those crafts for quite a while, but there's always a new way of expressing yourself. And, you know, and that, I think that's, 
partly like the scary bit about being an artist because you're like, oh, you know, and even that term artist, it's like, I think there's many of us when we say it, we're like, oh, cringe. Can I really say that? I mean, you're clearly a painter, which is like the stereotype for what an artist is, right? But there's so many different expressions of that. And I really feel that when we do create, we step into what the ancient Greeks call kairos time, which is soul time. And it's like, that's where all creativity lives. It's also where all healing lives and miracles live. And it's like a real beautiful space of timelessness. And so, and I I bet you experience that when you create as well. It's like, it actually like fills you up at the same time as, you know, if, if we're sharing our art with the world, it's like that then can be on offer for others. But I think for the artists, it's like it nourishes us as well. It's funny that you brought that up because uh, probably a couple of weeks ago in my group, I had, you know, felt the call to really do like a few paintings one weekend. And I don't paint every day. Like I really don't because I just sometimes you can't. <laughs> but I had put mm-hmm. out a post in my group and I was like, what do you guys think? Like, are you an artist if you don't paint every day? Like, what's what's the thing here? Like, when can we call ourselves that? And a lot of the response I got back from women was, you know, it's something that you're born with. You're born an artist. It's not that, you know, I mean, maybe you, you paint once a year or maybe it takes you, you know, a whole year to do a painting. But I mean, that's it. It's just a feeling that you have inside of yourself. And um, what you were saying there about kind of like that channeled work that you, that you kind of like fit into when you're doing some, something that you really truly love and are feeling called to. I find that with everything that goes on online right now, cause we do so much stuff online and it's like really quite um, technical <laughs> at times. I find that for me, I definitely am someone who needs to work with my hands, like, you know, get into that mode where you're either painting or something like that. And, um, so I always find that that really helps, you know, tune into the theta brainwave state. Mm-hmm. Working with your hands. Yeah, just kind of like that, that real connection, right? Because we can be on our computer at all times, right? And just, I don't know, there's, the magic's not there <laughs> mm-hmm. as much, right? The magic's not there as much. So I want to know, have you always been a creative or an inspired individual? Yeah, Absolutely. I think it's something that was always in me. Um, Yeah, I used to love, I love what you say about using your hands, because I think that there is something about motion or moving, movement, like moving with life when creations happen. Like I remember when I was younger, I'd get all my best ideas either when I was like, I'd love like family road trips because you could like that motion of like watching the world go by. It's almost like you can drop into a different state. Same thing was I, I remember in high school, I'd get on the school bus and I had my yellow Sony Ericsson Walkman and I'd listen to like ABBA and like I don't know, really bad 70s music for some reason. And I remember just being like, oh my God, like seeing ideas, seeing shows, seeing musicals, feeling poems come in. And I think now my version of that is I do tend to, I do like if I'm like meditating and then channeling straight after meditation, like when I'm at home, I do do longhand. However, I find that most of my writing actually comes through when I'm in nature. So I I walk in nature every day. Um, So it's surrounding myself with beauty is where the inspiration comes for me. And so I, I tend to do most 
sort of my book writing and oracle card writing on my phone. Um, so it's, I guess it's just a thumb action. <laughs> but it comes, it comes in quick and my writing tends to come in chunks rather than like the, I never, I, n- I never know exactly what is coming, but I, could, I can feel like the sentence come through and then it's just like, you, you know, you, you got to like capture it before it goes away. Yeah, I never wait until I'm, you know, sitting in front of my computer. <laughs> I'd love to touch on the idea of really tuning into like doing what you love. And I know mm-hmm. that for me, it took a number of years for me to finally be like, you know what, when I create something, I need to create for myself first. And then people that are going to love it are going to tune into it, right? Um, Did it take you a long time in any sense where you were like doing different things and you're just like, okay, I'm kind of there now. And next year I'm like, I'm a little bit closer. And then finally you're just like, oh, I'm doing what I love for me. Like, did you kind of go through a process like that? I love how you described that. Absolutely. And that's why I think that for a lot of people, and this was my, how it happened for me, the rock bottom, like reaching a rock bottom in your life can often be the place where the juiciest creations come from because there is like this honesty there where it's actually, you need your creations. Like that's where that they're like, they're like nectar, like sweet, sweet waters. And so yeah, I, I absolutely, that was absolutely the case for me. You know, I'd, I'd been working on my craft as a writer, as a creative director for many years, but I was creating for other people, you know? I mean, that was, I was creating from a business point of view, but even still I was like, how can I be of service? How can I be of service? But that was still coming from a manufactured space like a pure space in in wanting to be of service but it was still me trying to consciously create rather than let the creations flow through because I needed the beauty I needed to ram- surround myself with beautiful flowers etc I didn't know that at the time but it was like literally like following a little trail of the things that lit me up and then it was like through surrounding myself with the beautiful roses in the rose garden that's where the whispers came from for my first book and I remember when I I was sitting um down with my laptop and you know when you're it's like when you're doing a painting how do you know when it's the last stroke and we're lucky as creatives if we have someone enforcing a deadline on on us because it forces us to just end (laughs) otherwise you one book would turn into 10 (laughs) um and yeah I, I I knew it was like okay time to submit the book and I was clicking file save on the manuscript and closed the laptop and took a breath and was like, oh my gosh, I think I've just finished the book. And then I looked up and I realized I was in the Queen Mary's Rose Gardens where I'd written the whole thing, literally from park bench to park bench to park bench. Now that wasn't planned. Had I planned to do that? First of all, I never would have written that book. No freaking way. I would have written something a lot less weird (laughs) and a lot less, less, like it would be much more logical, much more linear, but it wouldn't have had the same heart, you know? And I think that's, you know, and I'm feeling like there's this beautiful Rupee K um, quote I've got above my desk here at the moment, which reminds me of what you said. And it says, the day I stop writing for me is the day I'll be empty of poetry. I just love that, you know? And I think that, 
and that's the challenge that we face now with where, I mean, for any artist, but particularly those of us who are making a living out of our art and particularly those of us who are in the entrepreneurial type world, it's really, it's, it's such a balancing act of working out when, when to create, when to create for yourself, when to transmute what you learn and your creations into something of a product and when to then promote that product so that you can fund your next art. <laughs> you know, I think it's a, and, and all of my artist friends I know who, who run a business in that capacity, it's like we're constantly juggling that. Do you find that as well? I, I definitely do. I'm a huge advocate though, like also being a mentor, like for creative individuals mm -hmm. that are creating their thing, whatever that is for them. Um, but I'm a huge advocate of people not posting online and saying, Hey guys, you know, what should I be? What do you want next from me? Like mm -hmm. what, what, what should be my next niche or something like that? Right. And it's just like, no, like feel in, get the niche yourself and like live it. Mm -hmm. And then people will come to you. And, mm -hmm. um, I think that that's just such a, a huge thing because when you are creating for yourself first, there is no judgment, like self judgment of, are they going to like it? Or are they not? And then also it's like the magic's there. But if it's you're creating so for someone else, the magic's gone. <laughs> it's, it's so true. That's so true. It's a beautiful way to put it and such a good, yeah, just almost like manifesto for all of us. Yeah, not creating for others. And, yeah, you're so right. What do you guys want from me? It, it does get you off track when we do that, especially if, I mean, it depends. There is, there is it, it depends if you want to be spirit-led or market-led, right? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right. But I think that when people do, are they, are they are doing their passion based business. You've heard that quote before mm -hmm. or, or something like that. It's kind of like, you have to be spirit led or else away at you and deplete you. I'm for me anyway, mm -hmm. I find that like for very, I'm quite emotional and I'm quite sensitive and um, the whole nine yards in that respect. And I do mm -hmm. feel that if I'm not doing something that's really aligned with me, it does kind of eat away at me. And I'm often asked the question, it's like, okay, well, if this is from like, you know, one of my um, clients or something, they'll be like, well, why are you making me do all this alignment work and asking me all these questions when, you know, Jim down the road is selling like crap from China and making a bazillion dollars. And I was like, it's probably because Jim or whatever is not sensitive. And like, we have mm -hmm. to be really aligned with what we love and what, you know, what makes a big deal to us. Right. So. It's so true. And there's such, there's such a big difference in there. Absolutely. Do you feel that you have, can you, can you, when looking back, can you see that you have really manifested your reality right now? Manifesting being such a huge creative part, right? We have the artistic um, aspect of creation, then we have the mental manifesting aspect of creation. And I'm wondering if from a younger age, you could kind of see yourself like coming into this person now. And if you mm. consciously manifested it, or you're just like along for the ride and feeling good. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm really, I, I, I'm a good conscious creator. However, I think that the bulk of the, uh, the, the life I've, I'm living now, which is, I'd say my second life <laughs> in this life is not down to my conscious creation. <laughs> I think that, you know, the shamans of Peru talk about the twice born where, 
I see this as like all artists or priestesses or all healers or all anyone who's really answering that call of the soul. It's like you need to die the death of what's called your faded life to step into your destiny life. Now I'm, I'm 100% believe that could create our lives. It's like, it's just like, this is what you're born with and you're just going to live it or whatever. But I think that when you, you allow yourself to step into that destiny life, that, that, that second life, what happens is there is a, there's a different breath that's woven through it or a thread that's woven through it. And in my experience, I, what I believe is that we've got these, like, if we choose to answer the call of the destiny life, there is these like along the timeline of our life, there is these like golden kind of like lines that are like, you know, say someone who might help you or a person you might meet or a creation that, that, that may be calling for you to create it. And I feel like any like quote, quote success that feels really good in me is not down to my conscious creations. (laughs) In my, in my career in advertising, I had a lot of conscious creations. Like I got all the goals that I wanted, but it didn't feel as good as say now. Mm-hmm. And I think that is down to um, a conscious creation, a, a conscious decision I made where through experiencing my rock bottom and all of that kind of stuff where the life was just crumbling, Saturn Returns classic, which I expect, I suspect you maybe had a similar um, end of your twenties. But when I, when I was at that moment, I realized that, okay, well, the way I'd been living my life hadn't been working Mm -hmm. really. I mean, on paper it had, but it was like, it didn't feel right. And so I remember hearing this song, which was all about um, surrendering to thee going from my will to thy will. And by thy, I mean, it doesn't have to be religious. It's like the universe, that, that, that breath that's woven through life, you know? Um, and it was really at that moment that I finally was like, okay, I give up. I'm not going to try and figure it out. And it was that, that mysterious force that inspired me. And that word's interesting, isn't it? Inspired. It's really like in spirit. Um, inspired me to be in nature, which is where the, the whispers came for my writing, which is then turned into book, then turned into that. Whereas if I was going, I want to create a book, like it, I never would have written what I wrote. So mm-hmm. that's my take on it. And yeah, I do feel that for a lot of us, there are, there are things that are the things that are calling us, um, when we half of the 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 challenge is actually letting go of the resistance towards receiving it mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than consciously creating it that's been my experience what I do you, know, think? you gotta you gotta put your order out into the universe and let it go right it's just mm-hmm. like <laughs> and, uh, i'm such a huge nature lover as well i'm a huge gardener and um I, I, winter's a little bit harder for me, right? Cause I'm not like out like with my hands in the dirt and that kind of thing. And, uh, but at this time of year, so it's obviously summer and where I am, but, um, you know, I'm outside every single day just, and I feel so much better. Like when I am out there, it's, it's almost like a mindless act too. Right. So I kind of 
you know, work it as a little bit of a form of a meditation as well, right? Much like painting or something like that, that, you know, you can really just, um, you know, forget <laughs> everything that's going on for a few moments. And um, yeah, so anyway, nature has been a huge part of my evolution too, especially with my business. And uh, I just, I, I know the value of it. It's, it's huge. Okay, so what has been your biggest achievement when it's come to your own personal power and understanding yourself? When it comes to ease and flow, what has been your, your biggest achievement? Oh. Achievement or like lesson? Uh, well, maybe both, the achievement yeah. is... I think that both, there's, there's like a thing for me which was around, uh, I was always afraid to share my voice. And I know there's a lot of us out there who are like that as well. Uh, and so for me, it was actually realizing that my fears and my resistance were actually indicators of the direction I needed to move towards. So a good fear, good fear. Exactly. So, you know, a, a big part of my message is around being courageous so yeah the good fear the good fear is you know that one of my favorite quotes is by a guy called Stephen Pressfield who who says the more and I'm paraphrasing here but the more important a call is towards your soul's growth the more resistance you'll feel around it and that's absolutely been the case for me I remember the first big talk Creating was kind of easy for me, but sharing those creations with the world, that was the bit that was hard. And making myself and my voice be visible, that was the scary bit. And speaking on stage, that was the thing that scared me the most. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that that was part of what I was being called towards. And I remember the first time I spoke on like a big, big stage that's how I started my, my, my speech. I said, my teachers taught me the more uncomfortable you are, the more your soul is probably growing. <laughs> and the good news is me standing on this stage looking at hundreds of you, my soul is definitely growing right now. <laughs> and so I think for me, that's my biggest achievement, just finding the courage to actually share my voice. Because, you know, and if there's anyone listening who you know, he's afraid to let people see your art, let people see your creations, see your business, see whatever it is that you're being called to express and share. I would really want to encourage you and say that the, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Hmm. You know, now I, I always get a bit nervous before I speak, um, particularly like as the audiences get bigger, obviously you're being initiated every single time. Um, and then it just depends from audience to audience. But I still do get a little bit nervous, but not like I used to. Like, I'm not scared anymore. I'm just, you know, the uh, adrenaline is good. Right. We can use the adrenaline, right? It's excitement. It's that, that classic phrase, which is fear is excitement without the breath, right? And I think everybody, I mean, even people going on, on Facebook lives, right? That's so fearful for them. Like, it's just yeah. it's crazy. But the more you just practice, and I, I just, I, I kind of have this little thing I tell myself, and it's just go live. And what that mm -hmm. means for me is that, you know what, like when you first have your, your website and you're scared for people to see it and you're, you're nervous, mm -hmm. it's just like press live. And then you're like, maybe someone's already seen it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so true. You're like waiting for something to happen. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's done. 
<laughs> so true. What so would you true. What would you say to entrepreneurs or even future entrepreneurs, people wanting to to start getting into something, regarding a method that has really worked for you that could help people just kind of tune more into their authentic calling? Mm. There's two. One is just follow what lights you up, because when you follow what lights you up, you get particularly if you're multi passionate, right? You get out of the conscious creating and into just the space of being inspired when you're lit up or filled up or feeling really kind of in that inspired space that's where the creations that are wanting to be born will drop in a lot easier um and then I'd say as well really and it's the point that you so beautifully um made earlier where it's just like create for yourself. Don't think about, you can think about your audience, but I'd say that your audience is a version of you. That's what I teach my students. It's like your tribe is you actually. So the more you, you kind of like let your creations feed something in you, the more of your people will come towards it because it's for them too then. Yeah, your your tribe is you if you create for yourself. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Seems to be the theme of our chat. Um, I would love, I would love to. Um, I have your book here, Rise to Rise, and there's one page in the book that like I've probably read two hundred times, and I don't know about the other pages, but this one I've read two hundred times, yeah. and it's about um being too much. Mm. Uh, and I'll just read it really quickly here for people who haven't uh, read it yet, but it says what you've been accused of being too much of, too sensitive, too opinionated, too sexual, too passionate, too emotional, too honest, too whatever, too much of a big presence or too disillusioned, that is your unique strength. And so for me, I was like, oh gosh, I was like, what am I too much of? I was, and something came to me like right away and it was like all my life, I was always told I was too bossy. <laughs> so uh. I was like, so I was like, that must be my unique strength. And then it says, what this what does this unique strength demand from you in order to nurture it? And I was like, I think it's just creating. Like, I need to create things. And for me, like, looking back even at a, as a young kid, it wasn't that I was being bossy. I was, like, flooded with ideas and creative ideas for people to do. And I was so excited to, to share them with them. Mm-hmm. And so anyway the the creating obviously that is your medicine so it says how can you realign your life so that your medicine could be alchemized into medicine for the world and that's your gift to the world and i think for me it's simply just helping people actualize their creations and and help and guiding and you know shedding the light on how they might be able to do that what is your unique strength medicine and gift to the world I loved that you just shared yours. I'd say mine would be, it's to do with feeling, maybe feeling too much. (laughs) You know, I remember when I was younger, one thing that my family, who I just adore and love them, but I was just very different from them. They would say to me, it was just like, oh, here come the tears, you know, (laughs) like as in like she's crying again. Um, And yeah, it was because I felt, I felt so much. I didn't know at the time that, I wasn't just feeling my own feelings. I was feeling all feelings that had not been felt. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're around someone who is feeling their feelings as an empath, you don't actually have, well, you don't by default go into them. But as a child, that's what I did. Yeah. 
because we're on our walls or judgment barriers or what have you, it's just free flowing. It's just, it is what it is. Right. And well, that's it. And we just like, we're not taught these things. I mean, some, some people are taught them, but I certainly wasn't. Um, and most people aren't. And so, yeah, I mean, my parents are amazing, but they had no idea. I'd, what would happen is we'd have, I'd get all emotional, not all the time. I was a happy kid, like on the most part, but through my teenage years, and particularly when I was going through my waking as well, it was like everything cracked open and we'd have these arguments and I'd not be able to express it as clearly as I wanted to. It was just an overwhelm of feelings. And so I'd run to my room and I would... And I'd, I'd forgotten this. My mum reminded me of it, like, just after my first book came out. And I'd write these pages upon pages of, um, of a letter, which is basically like, this is what happened and this is basically, this is the issue of the matter and this is the way I'm feeling, this is the way you're feeling and this is what, we, you know, basically kind of like showing real, like, emotional maturity. I didn't know it at the time. My mum didn't even know it at the time, but she'd read these letters and go like, whoa, and that's because she used to say to me often when I was younger, you're going to be a writer. And I never understood that. I was just like, that's ridiculous, mom. Like, I'm terrible at English. I jumble up my words. I'm terrible at comprehension. But that was why. So it's like it's, yeah, that, that kind of wound or the, or the sensitivity. And it, I think it's the sensitivity of, of, like, you know, you being bossy because you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much I want to do. <laughs> you know and it's perfect for a coach as well as a creator gosh exploded with ideas and yeah explosion I feel that about you it's like excited to be here almost you know I I just yeah whenever I wake up in the morning I just like that's my first and foremost is like Mm. what can I create today like and it's not even like a let's create art it's just like must create (laughs) that's amazing um but I was just going to share you know I have this really huge belief that, you know, self-expression is the answer to healing. And if the world was able to express themselves through self-expression and create and creativity, the world would be a much more harmonious place. And I just think of all like the, you know, the countries in turmoil and everything that's going on. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that in a lot of these countries, you know, they're not given uh, freedom of speech, let alone a paintbrush or a journal. <laughs> and uh, it's just such a huge um, start to anybody's healing process, I feel. I'm sure you would feel the same way. Yeah, I really feel that the creative process is such a healing place. I think also because you're creating something out, well, to be creative is to create something out of nothing, like things that didn't exist before come together. And I think also when you create, you, you tap into that soul space where you're connected to something that isn't just yourself and so even though the creative process in many cases is like a solo act like it's it's like that that um that that polarity of like that word alone and all one there's only one letter differentiating between the two and I think that when we create and if, if you're highly sensitive as well actually we can feel more alone when we're in a crowded room than Mm. when we're on our own and being true to ourselves. And I think the creative process helps us tap into that, that, that connectedness with all of life. Yeah. Do you have time for us to pull? Yeah, totally. I've got my, I got my deck right here. Okay. Or do you want to, do you want to, why don't you pull it? 
you pull I, I have my deck right here. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do it. You do it. I, and I'm not going to quiz you on the answers. I just want to okay. you to talk about that card and maybe like what popped up for you of why you wanted to put it in the deck. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, for those of you that don't have this deck yet, it is Work Your Light Oracle Cards. You can go to Rebecca's website, which is RebeccaCampbell.me, and it's right on the front page. You can order them there. And um, just a really awesome, beautiful vibe. And, you know, kudos on your branding because you're pretty on point with your light blues and pinks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Loves and pastels. <laughs> yeah, Thank so you. I will pull a couple cards here. So first one I've got is Take a Breath. Mm -hmm. um a life's work not a season get off the treadmill mm, what a great one let's see the visual of it okay we have this take a break yes you can see that beautiful I said, woman i said take a breath that's what well, it's that too it's both <laughs> it's about creating space i think that particularly as creatives we need space in order for the creations to drop in. And, you know, when we're running a business, it's so easy to, to go from creating one thing and not actually taking a break and celebrating the creation and celebrating that it's like launched out into the world. And it's so important as a creative, I think, to have that open space for that divine to come in for that connection to come in. And, you know, we all know as creatives that, that that's when the best ideas happen when we're not trying to think up them. <laughs> that's where the visions happen. And so I really feel as, as um, you know, with my business um, and this is something I'd recommend with anyone who wants to grow their creative business. I've, put aside like it's like my my big vision for the company is four hours a day in the other world creating you know and so recognizing if you do run a business what are the different hats that you wear because if you're just starting out you'd be assistant you'd be the cleaner you'd be the chef you'd be like freaking everything right and maybe if you're further along you've just got three hats to wear but it's a very different hat the ceo to the creative director to the artist mm -hmm. they're completely different and so to me that take a break card for us is giving yourself um, scheduled time to be just the artist if you're running a business and you know creating that space so the inspiration can can drop in because it is so hard for you know different entrepreneurs out there especially you know women that are starting and and you know a type personalities that want to do it all yeah. as well and creatives often want to do things themselves and yeah. uh, it's hard to let go of different things and it's also hard to um uh, make the separation between you doing everything yourself to knowing mm. that that's not your zone of genius and to pass it on right like i feel like sometimes we have a hard time with that right but uh. Yeah, just knowing especially that if, especially if it's like, well, I know how to do it. It'll be quicker if I do it anyway. Right. Gosh, it's like, yeah, but then having the patience to, to be able to, whether it's creating SOPs with a business or, or tr sitting down and training or even just like taking the time to hire the right person mm -hmm. rather than quick, quick, I need help. I'd, you know, I'm full right to the end. So I think also with us being multi passionate and creators we want to create constantly like you say and that's the other thing I've, a real change I've made in my business is like 
only focusing on one big creation at a time, giving it enough time to like go through the creative seasons rather than, you know, trying to juggle 10 different ones and just being strung out and adrenal fatigued and all of that. (laughs) Before I found alignment just in my life in general, Mm -hmm. I remember a time years back where I was doing six businesses at once because I I can see that about you because you love it. I just loved everything. You You love them. And also I find that creative people, we're territorial about our ideas and our skills because I think that after I kind of sat with it, I realized I was like, if I let go of these things, does that mean that people will think that I am not good at it? Like, you know, in a way, but it's just like, we have to let go of, of the mediocre and only do what we love, right? Like it's <laughs> such a big... Well, that's it. And because so many of us have been, have learned to be good at things. And then it's like, well, okay, that's fine. But particularly if you've got a business that you want to grow and, you know, it doesn't have to be about finance. It's about like your creations, inspiring people around the world. If we're wanting to do that, it's, it's about working out what in your business only you can do. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. totally. Our next card is leap. You go first. The universe will catch up. (laughs) well these definitely have quite a theme to it leap is just you know take it look here's the thing what looks like um what looks like a leap is actually a million little baby steps Mm. you know what looks like an overnight success actually isn't it's day after day after day and so you know if you're if you're feeling scared to take the leap, whether it's through hiring someone, whether it's through putting a creation out there, whether it's through giving up the day job, the security of it. It's like, just do one thing every day in the, in the direction of it. And by by the time you've done a year of it, you would have done almost 400 things and you will be 100% ready to leap. I love it. Totally. Yes. So our last card is, and I think this is, is wonderful for you. It's wonderful for me and all the other nature lovers out there, but it's keepers of the earth. You are not alone. Ancient ancestors stand beside you. Mm, Beautiful. Love that one. Yeah. Well, I think that one is a, is a, 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 a confirmation of everything we've been saying about nature, wanting to whisper and inspire us, whisper through us. So yeah, if that's resonated with you today on, on, on our recording, I'd recommend that just, there's a practice I do often, I call it intuitive nature walking, where you just put like, say 20 minutes aside, set your alarm if you want, or just, and go into some kind of like open nature space. So a park or the ocean, like the beach, something like that, a forest and let, yourself be walked let yourself be moved by the spirit of nature and you don't have to overthink it just you know if you feel drawn to go and um look at a flower go look at a flower if you feel drawn to put your feet in the water put your feet in the water and it's like letting that that spirit of life move through you no no exactly so that's going from the conscious creation to like the my will to thy will it's a good little workout love it 
Well, I thank you so much for giving us your time today and uh, sharing your insights on these on your beautiful Oracle deck. And I hope that everybody definitely goes out and and grabs it today or buy it on Amazon and that kind of thing. And um, I guess I just want to ask you a last question. You know, what was your mission or what was your intention for the work your light Oracle? Like for when people have it in their hands, what is your what is your intention? Well. My intention is that each of the cards are like little portals of energy. Um, you know, through the cards, there's transmission and activation cards as well as inquiry, etc. Um, and so visually, Danielle and I really worked to like package up energies, really showing up and spending time with your soul. So if you say, don't feel like spiritual practice, you're like, oh, I don't want to meditate today pick up a card and then do what the card says. So there's inquiry cards where it's like literally asking you a soul inquiry question that you can use as a, as a journaling prompt or there's action cards. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a way to really like work your life, like going to the gym, but for your soul. Yeah. I love the card that says yes. Um, I often, <laughs> husband, I'm like, you want me to pull you a card? And he's like, okay. And he had a question or whatever. And I was like, the answer is yes. And he's like, well, what does it say? I was like, it says yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> we all need that card. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us again. And um, yeah, we can't wait to see what else you come up with in the near future. And uh, we'll be watching you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thanks everyone for listening. Well, thank you again so much for tuning in. If you are somebody that would like to join us in the membership or even check it out, please make sure you do grab that one week free. Just go to bit.ly slash soul circle membership and uh, get that no obligation one week free. I hope to see you in there. Have a wonderful, beautiful, creative day.